In this episode, I'm going to share about Ephesians chapter 3 and one of the greatest hidden mysteries of the ages that God reveals in it. And I hope that you are blessed by the ending prayer of this episode. Howdy, welcome to God's Adopted. I'm here to help encourage you to grow in faith through stories, teaching, and practical examples so you can experience more of God in and through your life. When we get born again, He adopts us. This podcast is here to encourage us all to grow in becoming the children of God He's adopted us to become. Join me and learn to do like Peter did. Let's get out of the boat and step on the water with Jesus. In the last episode of God's Adopted, episode 43, about Ephesians chapter 2, we talked about how there were partitions that had been created where non-Jews were not permitted to pass, and it was punishable by death. How that was one of the big reasons, the reason, really, why Paul was being imprisoned, because they had accused him of taking someone into an area where they were not permitted to go. And as a Roman prisoner, Paul writes the letters of Ephesians. So continuing now with chapter 3, we find Paul encouraging the believers, the church, the body of Christ in Ephesus, even more so to continue on and grow with the Lord and God and learn how to grow and receive even more of God's love and understanding in part by what Paul shares as what was a revelation to him about one of the greatest mysteries that God made known to Paul through revelation. In verses 3 to 6, it says this, How that by revelation the mystery was made known to me, as I wrote before, in few words, by which, when you read, you can perceive my understanding in the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to people, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, that the non-Jews are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the good news. Other words, that people who were not Jewish were going to be partakers, other words, included in the family of God through Jesus, and being able to receive forgiveness of sins and made right with God. The good news. This was a mystery that was hidden through generations. Nobody realized that this could even be possible. The Jews believed that because you were Jewish, you were God's chosen people, which is true, but that only because of that truth, of physical truth, that that was the only way to be God's chosen people. Whereas through Jesus and the good news, God reveals how it's by faith in God's way, he provides through Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection that anyone, including someone who's Jewish, is able to be saved and part of God's family as an adopted child of God. Throughout the New Testament, we read different passages where God reinforces the truth that it's by faith that we are his chosen people. And it's by our faith, our trust in his truths, in what Jesus teaches, how God teaches, 
that we're able to become adopted by him through his provision, not anything of and within ourselves that we could boast. Paul's encouraging everyone, hey, this was a mystery, and God revealed it to me that not just Jews were going to be part of the family of God, but also Gentiles, in other words, non-Jews, that trusted in his provision and his way and him to become part of his family and be born again. And then later on in verse 10, he continues on and he says this, to the intent that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly places. In other words, these truths are being revealed through the church. What truths? Well, truths like who are God's family? Who are children of God? Who is Jesus? What is the good news? What does it mean to say that the kingdom of God is at hand or the kingdom of God is near? Or how do you enter into the kingdom of God? Because he, he's not talking about a physical place to enter into. He's talking about entering into the family of God and having God as our king. One of Jesus's titles is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. But in order to have him as your king, in, in order to love God, we have to obey his commands. Well, you can't obey his commands if you don't know what they are. And when I say commands, I mean teachings. How can you obey anything or show God the love that you have for him if you don't understand what he's asked of you? And how can you do that if nobody shares any of that with you? And who can share that with you if they don't understand? And so as Jesus has come and we've been adopted into his family, into the family of God and given a spirit of adoption, he starts to share with us and unveil to us, reveal to us his truths. And so one of the main ones that the Apostle Paul is sharing about in Ephesians chapter 3 is how that the non-Jews are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body, the body of Christ, because of the good news, the gospel. In verse 13, Paul says, Therefore I ask that you not be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which is your glory. The church knew that why Paul was in prison, and they knew that they wouldn't see him again. And Paul is trying to encourage them and build them up, regardless of the situation that he's in, and in part by letting them know that he's doing exactly what Jesus wants him to do, and that Jesus is with him, and that Jesus is with them also. And he concludes this chapter of Ephesians with a prayer. And actually, I want to pray that prayer uh, for you, if you would receive it. It ends with, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want to keep this episode short because I want to go ahead and pray the prayer that Paul prays for the Ephesians for you, if you would receive it. And I'm going to actually pray by reading verses 14 through 21 
in the translation of the Bible that's called the Amplified Bible, because I think it, that it does a good job in expounding on some different ideas and stuff. You might want to listen to this more than once. I would encourage you to, but if you could, just take a moment and pause. And I, I just want to share this with you and, and as a prayer. And I want to encourage you that after you hear it, consider if there's something that God wants you to pray about. Maybe it's just Thanksgiving. Maybe it's a question that you have about God. Maybe it's a question that you have that God wants you to have about yourself or your own life. God ultimately wants intimacy with us. A friend of mine always says that intimacy could be defined by saying it slower almost, in, to me, see. Now we know that God knows all things and he knows even our own thoughts and our hearts. But as we pray and share with God what we think and what we feel, there's an exchange that occurs that's beyond just recognizing with our intellects that God knows all these things already. It's a relationshiping that occurs where we inside of our beings understand that we're sharing with God and he shares with us also. And sometimes it's just him listening, but he's present. And I want to pray that God would be present with each of us, even as I, even as I share and pray these verses for us even now. So Lord, I do pray, Father God, that for my brothers and sisters who hear this, that you would draw near to all of us, to each of us, even individually by your Holy Spirit, to let us know your presence. We want to know you more. And I pray for encouragement, Lord, and strength. And if there's anything you want to reveal to us, I pray that you would do that, Lord, and put it on our hearts and in our minds. And if there's something that you want us to have revealed about ourselves, I pray that you would share that with us and encourage us and give us strength to be able to respond to you and to be closer to you and draw closer to you. I pray that in Jesus' name. And Father, now I'm going to go ahead and pray, even as I read your words that the Apostle Paul prayed. Ephesians 3, starting at 14, going through verse 21. For this reason, grasping the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knees in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, God, the first and ultimate Father, May he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, indwelling your innermost being and personality, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints God's people, the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love, 
and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do superabundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And Father, I praise you, and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love seeing how our real living God is working in and through our real living lives in this real world. Please subscribe to this podcast and keep listening. If you've been blessed or encouraged in some way and want to leave a review, please do that by writing your review on iTunes. If you haven't already, please drop in and say howdy in our Facebook group when you can. See you next time on The Water with Jesus.